You are listening to the Fire Rescue Athlete Podcast with your host, Aaron Zamzow. Hey everybody, Aaron Zamzow here again with the Fire Rescue Athlete Podcast. Thanks for listening. Today, I'm going to go off on a rant a little bit. Um, I've been answering some emails and talking to some people around, uh, you know, obviously now uh, with coronavirus, I've a lot of Zoom messages and a lot of Zoom meetings. Um, but today, I, I just wanted to do a little talking FRF, talking fire rescue fitness. This is a rant, a little bit of a, um, you know, an overview of just some things that I hear about in firehouses. And and so the topics of the day are chest and triceps, meal plans and keto, and mobility. Now, um, where this came from, again, I uh, run firerescuefitness.com. We also have a a Facebook group and a Facebook page where I get a lot of comments. You get a lot of questions. You get a lot of great conversations. And uh, I can't thank you guys enough for participating in all that stuff. But I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, all the things that you hear uh, going around firehouses when it comes to fitness. First and foremost, chest and triceps. Let me tell you this. I don't care if you can bench press 425 pounds. If you're benching 425 pounds or pushing 425 pounds off of your chest on the fire ground, when you're on the fire ground, you got a lot of other stuff going on that you got to worry about, right? That means the crap has hit the fan. Something's collapsed on you. Um, and, you know, at that point, you have other things uh, to worry about. And you also hopefully have other people coming to help you. So as far as bench press is concerned, I don't think that it's actually a functional exercise for the fire service. Now, I know some of you are like, whoa, 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 come on, dude. I mean, it helps build shoulder strength and, um, you know, like pec strength. And But that motion, think about it. You're in a fixed plane, basically. You're in a fixed position, laying on your back and pushing something straight up, which is in a fixed bar. Um, but it leads really to a bigger topic, which is, you know, chest and triceps. And my question that I ask a lot of people are, why are you doing just chest and triceps? And let's go back to the chest and triceps, back and biceps, skip and leg day, because we all know you do that. And then arms on Thursday, Friday is abs, uh, and then maybe a little cardio Saturday, Sunday's a recovery day. Now, I've been in gyms uh, since I was, you know, 16 years old, been working in them since I was uh, 18, um, which is over 25 years. And I see it all the time. You know, you see every Monday is chest and triceps day and it's packed. Every Tuesday is back and biceps. Every Wednesday, the gym is empty because it's leg day. And my question for you as a fire rescue athlete, when do you ever just isolate chest and triceps? When do you ever just isolate legs or back and biceps? And so this is more about questioning you and your thought process behind your fitness. Okay. Now, I'm not saying chest and triceps doing, uh, you know, different muscle groups on different days isn't, um, you know, isn't advisable or isn't, is, it's okay to do that. But I think you can get better. And, and honestly, uh, we actually have a program called the FRF Super Strong where we do that. We do chest and triceps, back and biceps, legs. You do uh, then crew workout day, which is interval training with fire ground based movements, crawling, stepping, climbing, dragging, pushing, pulling. Then you do a recovery workout and then you do a full body workout and then you do a, re, uh, a, a day off and then you start it all over again. So we actually combine full body training with body part training, right? 
But most people don't do that. They go down and say, hey, buddy, what are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing chest and tries. Okay, I'll go down and, and work out with you, do chest and tries. And here we push, you know, as heavy as a weight as possible in uh, a non-functional plane of motion or a non-functional pattern. You know, if you want to take your chest game to the next level, do two dumbbells, press one, hold one. So press one dumbbell, at, and then at the same time, you're holding the other one straight. You know, bring your feet up off the floor and really challenge your core and your shoulders. That works shoulder stability. That works core stability. That works balance, which is all the things that you utilize or need on the fire ground. But brute strength in one plane and a fixed dimension or fixed, uh, you know, bar is not necessarily functional. And so when I, I see guys doing chest and tries and I hear those conversations, m back of my mind goes, why? Right? Now, if you just say, well, hey, that's what keeps me going right now and that's that, what I need because back and biceps motivates me. I can't argue with that and I could say, okay, go for it. Right? But in the big scheme, in the big picture, don't just think about isolating muscle groups. And a lot of times, look, you go back to that because that's what you did in high school or that's what you did in, in college or that's what your buddy did or that's what, you know, someone else taught you uh, or that's what you got from bodybuilding.com or whatever it is. Now, that's not the best thing for you as a firefighter, as an EMT, as a medic. Trust me, I've been studying it for 25 years. Full body functional training at some point within your programming is applicable. You know, when you're lifting a cot, you're using legs, biceps, traps, back, a core, obviously, right? When you're advancing hose line, you're using your obliques, your core, your shoulders, your chest, your back, your legs to stabilize. So you got to think about that. You know, what fire ground movements do we do? And am I helping uh, or am I functionally addressing those within uh, firehouse gyms or within, you know, my own workouts? So, um, you know, so chest and tries, right? I hope in the back of your head you start to think about, okay, why am I doing that? And, you know, what am, what am I doing on, on you know, the next day? Obviously, you know, even push, pull, and legs. I'm not a big fan of because you don't just use legs. You don't just do pushing. You just don't do pulling. Um, if it's part of a bigger picture, so let's say, for instance, you did, like what we have, we have the FRF Ultimate Athletes, a 60-day program, full body, three times a week, interval training within there. You're working fire ground movements. It's a well-rounded, uh, one of our most popular workout programs. You do that for 60 days, and then you want to go back to your chest and tricep, back and bicep for another 60 days. I'm okay with that, okay, because you addressed some functional or dysfunctional parts of your workouts with the ultimate, and then you go into, um, you know, maybe back to what you're used to, right? And then 60 days later, go back to full body again, and that's kind of how you address your workouts and your training like an athlete would. You know, when I was working with NFL guys, we had the luxury of doing, you know, you had your preseason, you had your in-season, you had your postseason, and then you had like some specialty work that we would do based on, you know, a lot of the feedback that they got from the coaching staff and the ownership. You know, some guys needed to work on their first step. Some guys needed to work on their power. Some guys needed to work on their top speed. Um, you know, so we would address that within certain timeframes. And like, but as, as first responders, as firefighters, you know, as fire rescue athletes, we, every day is, is, we're on season. So you have to try to periodize and look at your training a little bit differently. Um, so my whole point to this chest and triceps uh, argument or rant is to step back and look at your workout as a whole and how that either helps you. And in some cases, doing just chest and tries, to be honest, can hinder you. 
because you start to develop, you know, tight pec muscles, you start to get shoulder injuries because you don't address the functionality of, um, you know, what we do. So, um, you know, next time you go down to the, to do a chest and tricep, think about that, right. And think about your exercising, your fitness as a whole. The next thing I want to talk about is meal plans and keto diet. Some of the things you hear about, you know, when you're talking at the, at the kitchen table. Okay. With FRF, we do have a mock meal plan. Now I'm not big on saying on day one, you need to eat this day two, you need to eat this day three, you need to eat this because I'm not teaching you anything. All I'm telling you is this is what I want you to eat. And my belief is that for nutrition to be lasting and to make lasting positive changes, you need to educate yourself on rights and wrongs or what works for you. And so what we do with FRF, our approach is more holistic. We teach you about, you know, things that you need to do, incorporate vegetables with every meal, incorporate a protein with every meal. We teach you about portion control and how to measure portions based off of, you know, your hand, finger size, all that stuff. So it's about more about educating and, and meal plans to me are just a quick fix. You could follow them for two or three weeks and, but then all of a sudden that meal, when that meal plan is not in front of you, how do you know what are good choices? Okay. So I don't endorse meal plans or do a 60 day meal plan system because I don't believe they work and I've never seen them work. I'll be hundred percent honest. Okay. If I say you need to eat in a protein, you should know, okay, I know lean chicken, lean beef is a good source or there's vegan proteins out there. There's soy proteins. There's tofu. There's options there because we teach you about that. Now, if you've just been following meal plans, you'll be like, well, I don't, I don't know. They always tell me either this or that, you know, or, you know, fish is another great lean uh, source of protein. Um, vegetables and fruits, which fruits are a little bit better for you, which have higher fiber, lower sugar. All right. We try to teach you these things. But when somebody says, oh, I'm following keto. Now, I, I did an article on that and I think keto for some people is really, really good. Um, I think it's, it, it's also can be something that springboards your weight loss and, and, um, helps you. But I'll tell you this, if you're following keto, you also have to know what the hell you're eating. And to me, that's key. That's why keto starts to work is because number one, it cuts the sugars out. And number two, it forces you to start reading labels. So to me, those are two things that you could do without follow, without doing keto. And that's something that meal plans don't force you to do, which is why with FRF, we do, we have great guidelines, we have um, recipes, and then we give you like, hey, here's what a sample meal plan would look like. Here's what a sample day would look like. Here's what another day would look like. But we don't endorse you to follow that to a T. I'd like you to make your own decisions and really educate yourself on what to eat and what choices you can make. And to understand, hey, you know what? Today's a cheat day. I'm all right with that because tomorrow I'm going back to the gym and I know what, what I'm following that up with. So, um, you know, that's my, my, my take on, and, and I should say rant, cause this is, seems like it's, I'm going on a rant, but I'm hoping that some of these things resonate with you. If you're listening to this and I've got some great feedback from the podcast. So all of a sudden this is starting to turn into a way where I can communicate with more firefighters and, and EMTs and medics about these questions, right? You know, we, so we talked about chest and triceps, why in meal plans. Okay. Now, if you needed to kickstart your fitness and kickstart your nutrition, go for it. 
But in the back of your head, you should start to think and ask yourself, how, what am I learning here? How can this go to the next phase where I start to understand what to eat and what not to eat? Okay. So that's my second rant. My third one is mobility, right? Not just stretching, not just yoga, but mobility, working through 360 degrees and namely the warm up. All right. I go down to gyms and guys, let's say you're doing a chest and tricep day, which we already talked about why you should think twice about doing that. But then how do you warm up? Well, I do a set of bench real light. Well, how does that work? All the ranges of motion of the shoulders. How does that, you know, force your low back to get more mobile? Um, and so what I talk about, or what I'm really getting at is mobility needs to be 360 degrees and you need to work movement patterns that increase range of motion, increase blood flow. And then also that transfers to performance on the fire ground. Cause look on the fire ground, we're on unstable conditions. Like here in Wisconsin, it's snow. Sometimes you're, you're stepping on one foot, trying to move a patient because they moved, they, they fell between the toilet and the bathtub again. And right. I, I, hopefully you got a chuckle out of that because it seems like everybody's falling off the toilet between the bathtub and the toilet. Okay. That's the nature of our, our game here. Right. And then you got to carry them down steps. You got to do a blanket carry. And so that, that's not a, you know, sometimes we work in these unstable planes. So you need to train your body to be mobile within these different planes. And then you need to add core strength so that you can handle that movement. Um, but it starts with mobility. And it starts with an active movement, right? So when you start your warm-ups or when you start your, your workout, start actively. Do some prisoner squats. Do what I call Spider-Man. Some low back movements, knees side to side, some rotations. Those things help to uh, improve your mobility. And therefore, actually, it helps to um, improve your neurological responses to stress and strains and to uh, the different planes of movement. So there's a lot of stuff that that correct mobility work can really transfer. Um, and it also helps with those joints. You're not as stiff and sore and you feel uh, a lot more um, mobile. You recover faster. And, you know, and as you age, I'm almost 47 right now. I feel it in the mornings, but when I get my mobility work in, it's a lot easier to face the day and the shift. And so my recommendation is start to warm up properly before you exercise and then take some time every shift. I started to do a 10-minute yoga routine, and I could just say stretching routine. Um, but uh, it's really helped me to kind of center myself, get me some energy throughout my day, and, um, you know, just helps to reset my mind and my body. And so um, I'll leave a link to that 10-minute. It's a 10-minute FRF yoga routine, and I highly recommend doing it. I'll also try to leave a link to uh, active warm-ups into in this uh, particular blog, or I'm sorry, into this podcast here. And uh, that leads back to the Fire Rescue Fitness blog and website. So please um, take a look at those. And, and um, you know, I'd love to get some feedback. Those are just my three points of the day. You know, chest and try, meal plan mobility, FRF rant of the day. Please let me know if you agree with me. Maybe I'm onto something or I'm on something. I love to have these conversations and I love to answer questions. So please, Reach out to me any way you can. There's a lot of ways to do it. FireRescueFitness.com and the contact FRF is the best way. Well, I'll leave you with that. Please stay safe, stay positive, and get FRF, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Fire Rescue Athlete Podcast with your host, Aaron Zamzow. 
Please tune in again soon for more fitness tips for fire rescue athletes.